Live from an undisclosed location, it is Talk is War with your hosts, Alpha Z, Switchblader, and Hades. And thank you for joining us this afternoon. So, uh, we haven't made a show in a very long time because we had some things come up, but we will have a set schedule by the start of our second season come February. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with uh, some news here. According to ProWrestling.com about 40 minutes ago, Zelina Vega misses SmackDown Live after suffering a possible concussion at WWE Evolution. Uh, Hades or uh, Switchblader, do you want to comment on that? I know concussions are a pain in the ass, so I can only imagine <laughs> how she feels right now. Oh, yeah. From what I could see, from what I could see from Evolution when I watched it um, over the weekend, I did see like at one point when in the battle royal when people like you know were shocked to see like she was still in it, and I believe it was right when Naya eliminated her that she, I believe, went. Face first, or even you know, had the back of her head hit the. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I can tell from that, like concussions are a serious deal. They it's are. Something you got to watch for when doing something in this sport, and want to try to make sure you never get one because it literally is. It's hurtful and it's pain in the rear. In the ass yeah, and, you, know, you know, recover from a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, so, uh, prayers go out to Zelina. Hope you recover well. You are a very interesting character so far, and I'm glad you get inspiration from Mary Mysterio. So, um, I know a lot of the, yeah, a lot of them do, but I mean, hey, that's like they're Superman, bro. Okay, and uh, according to uh, Ringside News, nine hours ago, Alexa Bliss might not be wrestling again for a while. Uh, that's actually come to a shock. Uh, according to uh, Alexa Bliss hasn't wrestled on television in quite some time, even though she's been featured on just about every episode of Raw in a non-wrestling role. But she is also now captain of the Survivor Series women's team for Raw. And uh, Joe Pesich, uh, please... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, noted on uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I am uh, on Bar Burners No Holds Barred podcast that Bliss might be out for some time in the future due to the injury that she sustained uh, just last month. And although she can always pass her concussion testing and get back to action on her next visit with the doctor, uh, only time will tell because at this point they've pulled her from two big pay per views already. So and um. What else we got here? Oh, yeah. And uh, let us know uh, what you think of the um, wrestling world right now, what the condition is, some events coming up. Tell, tell us what you think. Just submit your uh, voice messages here using the Anchor mobile app. It is free on any device, and it's anchor.fm slash talk dash is dash war on the Internet. Or you can find us by searching us on anchor.fm. Go to the search bar, type uh, talk is war with first letters all caps. And uh, let's see here, uh, Nikki Cross makes main roster debut at uh, SmackDown Live. 
just last night and confronts yeah, Becky Lynch. I'm actually really glad about that because uh, Nikki Cross is my favorite uh, NXT female wrestler. Uh, whenever she was working with them, at least. Working with NXT. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I loved it whenever they came out. And, uh, she would like go in and like start running off the ropes, and just be all crazy. And Sawyer Fulton would do his little seizure dance thingy, and uh, I never got to see Sawyer Fulton in it. But you know, did I say Sawyer Fulton did the thing? Uh, no, Alex Wolf did it. Sorry, if yeah, I if yeah. I said that, I may have not. Have, but yeah. and Killian Dane looking like he just ate a fucking four hundred thousand pound cheeseburger and it's still sitting. And uh, that looks like uh, the news for today, at least. And uh, we have a new. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, that that was me. Okay, fat people are cool. Okay, I didn't. I didn't mean that. Irish people are nice. No, please don't take this wrong. Okay. Anyway, um, 15 years ago today. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, forgot to say this. Uh, we have a new segment called uh, "This Day in Wrestling History." Uh, Basically, we tell you what happened on this very day in pro wrestling history. So, uh, Switchblader is going to go ahead and read this one for you. Alright. Today, guys, on today... Today's a person? Yep. 15 years ago. Today on our podcast for this, 15 years ago to this day, ECW presented November to Remember. And if you want to see about it or even... Watch it or learn what happened. Go onto the WWE Network and subscribe. You'll get your three month trial until after that. Then it'll be nine dollars and ninety cent for a subscription based to them. But uh, from there, so many things have happened. Uh, Spike Dudley, Spike Dudley defeated Simon Diamond, and uh, Rob Van Dam defeated. Has to retain the ECW World Television Championship. A lot of good ones. Yes, going on to Rhino and the Impact players, which had Justin Credible That's and right. Lance Storm uh-huh. defeating Raven, Tommy Dreamer, and Sandman. Oh man, a lot of great matches there, and uh, legends also. Oh yeah, all legends. So uh, that's it for um, Stan Wrestling history. So, uh, now we're going to move on to our two um, two topics of the day uh, submitted to us by via Facebook. Uh, we chose this one in honor of it coming up again. Uh, I believe it is, let me check here, it is November 17th at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. And I believe that is a night before Survivor Series. Don't forget to watch that too. And... Um, uh, in honor of it coming up, we're going to be talking about War Games. NXT bringing it back first time in a year, but this time it's going to be brought back old-fashioned way. Two teams of four. It's going to be Pete Dunn, Ricochet, and the War Raiders taking on uh, Adam Cole, uh, who was it? Uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong, the Undisputed Era. And sorry if I seem a little hesitant on that one. And uh, we're also going to be talking about Faction's Weakest Links. Who do you guys think was uh, the Faction, or whatever Faction you can think of, which Weakest Link were they? And 
uh, War Games, which was your favorite? Who did you like to see? Of course, Smithies on uh, Talk is War on the Anchor app. So, uh, gonna give it the Switchblader. He's gonna be talking about War Games just for a second. Okay. War, war Games. Yeah, what do you think about uh, War Games? Like, who are your favorites? You know? Out of War Games, which is an incredible night where careers can be made and ended at the same time. Oh, yeah. And going into history <coughs> as the greatest. I would have to say on two war games that my favorite war game match, besides the one that happened last year at NXT, which was pretty good. I liked it. But I'm going to go with the first ever war games. Oh. I'm going to go with the first ever war games of where the four horsemen had fought against you competitors. I can't remember their names. It has been a while actually since I watched the first episode. Yeah, but yeah. I can say with that one, that is where also Oh here we go. Okay, uh so we looked it up just uh Um the first ever war games was at the Great American Bash in 1987, which had the competitors of the Road Warriors, sorry, the Road Warriors of Hawk and Animal with Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, and Paul Edelring defeating the four horsemen of noting of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Lex Luger, and Holy Blanchard and James J. Dillian. And that match lasted for a good 22 minutes and 10 seconds. And then getting, uh, forcing Dillian to uh, submit after a doomsday device landing awkwardly on his right arm. I remember that too. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to comment about War Games? What do you think of War Games coming up? I think of this War Games that coming, that's coming up, they're really stepping up the plate of from how it was last year at oh, yeah. their first ever War Games in WWE and also for a brand that has become well-known and popular to where I would think sooner or later, if WWE decides to do it, why don't they add NXT to the Survivor Series of where you have three brands instead of just two brands going at it. But for this, I think it's going to be a good match seeing, you know, Pete Dunne and Ricochet to see if they can actually work to work together in the environment they're going to be in because that's going to be their first ever war games and it's going to also be the same with the War Raiders because if you look at it this way, the Undisputed Era, they have the, you know, the encouragement and the experience to back them up oh, yeah. in war games since, you know, they won last year's war games. But that's all I have to say about it, and I wish all of them the best of luck in it, and hopefully the best team win. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Switchblader. Uh, Going to give it to Alpha C now. Um, so, what I think about uh, War Games, uh, first of all, I think of all the, uh, you know, I'm a big retro fan. I think of all the uh, past ones that they had, like uh, 1994, the Fall Brawl, 
Dusty Rhodes and uh, Dustin Rhodes before Gold Dust was Gold Dust and the Nasty Boys beating Terry Funk, Bunkhouse Buck, Arn Anderson, and Robert Parker. Um, so basically, uh, Dusty Rhodes forced Parker to submit, but uh, it was uh, I think it was almost like a twenty-five minute match or something like that. Um, but you know, it was amazing to see because. Uh, when you think of the concept of war games, you think of uh, like a drawing or just some kind of crazy idea someone might have. Dusty Rhodes thought of that. He wrote it down. He drew what it would look like, you know. And um, to see something like that come to life, like something you don't even think would happen. Two rings, a whole steel cage. Actually, it, technically it's a hell in a cell because it's got the roof over it. But it's it's just something you see out of a storybook almost, and it's amazing to see. Uh, last year's War Games was one of the greatest experience, uh, one of the greatest uh, matches I've ever seen. War Games is by far my favorite uh, match stipulation. Oh, by the way, sorry if I seem a little stuttery. I'm a little tired today. I'm studying a lot, but anyway, um, War Games. I think is uh, an incredible display of uh, how hardcore you can be and how um, how far you're willing to go in order to claim the victory. And um, the war game's coming up. I can't wait to see it. I'm glad they're returning to old rules. And um, good luck to everyone in that. All right. So uh, now we're going to give it over to uh, Hades here. He's going to talk about war games, what he thinks of it. I'll be honest, guys. I don't know a whole lot about war games. I mean, Dusty Rhodes was a hell of a wrestler. Damn brave of him to make such a bloody match. From the war games I've seen in the past, it's it's basically a free for all hell in a cell. And I think this year's going to be interesting. Dusty Rhodes was definitely a cool wrestler. But, uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say about War Games, because I don't know a lot about it. Okay, well, uh, tell us what you think about uh, War Games coming up. What do you think about uh, you know, them returning the retro? Uh, um, the retro rules I find pretty interesting. The three-man the three dead matches are going to be pretty cool to watch. It's going to be a bloody, it's going to be very harsh. I think it's going to be great matches. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for War Games. And um, if uh, you're unfamiliar with War Games, of course, you can watch it on the WWE Network, or you can just find them on YouTube, because they have a bunch of uh, history of it, uh, summaries of matches that happened. Really nice. People like Chris Benoit, uh, you got the Four Horsemen, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, Sting, Buck Badwell, uh, Adam Cole, you have everyone you can imagine is in that. Okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, start with our second topic of the day. We're going to be talking about the faction's weakest links. Um, of course, you can tell us by submitting a message uh, via podcast app. So who do you think was the weakest person out of a certain faction, whether it's Evolution, whether it's uh, the Wild Samoans, whether it's the Shield, the Wyatt family, anyone? Just who would it be? Um I think I'll go ahead and start us off with this one. Um, faction's weakest link. I'm uh, for my faction. I'm picking evolution. 
uh, just because they reunited. Fair I warning, guess. everybody's going to hate his opinion. I, I know people are going to hate my opinion. I know people are. But you're going to or support, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anyone will agree, really. But um, keep in mind, they are all great wrestlers, and I do respect them all. But at the time, not all of them exactly lived up to that. So, um, Evolution, Faction's weakest link, I would have to say, is Ric Flair. Because he's old as shit. And Trigger he, warning, uh, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but, like, you know, you have people like Batista and uh, Randy Orton when he was just starting out. And Triple H was still kind of young, you know. I mean, he wasn't as old as Rick, but, you know, they were in their prime, you know. They were they were still claiming... Triple H is old ass now, still trying to win <laughs> But they were claiming gold, uh, winning the World Heavyweight Championship, winning the Intercontinental, the tag titles. The thing is, whenever Rick won the tag titles, he didn't do shit. You know? Like, he, he never helped out or anything. He was just kind of... He yeah. was 80! I know, he was not 80. He, was not. he looked 80. Yeah, yeah, he looked 80. That's what I'm saying. He was just so fucking old, you know? I mean, okay, I know a lot of people are going to hate my opinion, but just tell me what you think. Who do you like out of evolution? The nature boy like... was a badass when he was still the nature boy. Yeah, yeah, but then he became Father Time. You know? If you had the Ric Flair that, you know, when the whole Triple H and Shawn Michaels rivalry, then you could actually say like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see, I see that one, and maybe when he was with the four horsemen, that one, uh, that would have been badass. But it, it wasn't. Four horsemen was a badass one for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they either stabbed their members in the back, or oh, yeah. they just brought a people. Oh yeah, Kurt Henning uh, betraying, uh, betraying all them at a. Uh, one of the uh, war games, actually. What we just talked about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Not just that. Sting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sting. Sting was a bitch anyway. Yeah. He was brought in. He was actually the protege of Ric Flair. Sting uh, was still uh, a bitch. He, he was. Uh, all right. All right. We'll um, switch it over to uh, Switchblader here. What do you think? What uh, faction did you pick? Now, I know when I say this, y'all are going to be like, why did I pick them? and why I picked this person. But I am going to go with one of the new blood teams that has been around for quite some time right now. And I'm going to choose the Undisputed Air. And the person I picked from that that I believe is the weakest link at this moment is Bobby Fish. Oh, okay, I believe okay. Bobby Fish is the weakest link at this point with the Undisputed Air because after he got injured, there was a little bit of a rivalry going on within the Dusty Rhodes Classic Tag Team Tournament of where that's when you finally saw Roderick Strong finally decide to join the Undisputed Era. And from that, he basically took Bobby Fish's position by being one of the co-holders of the NXT Tag Team Championship. Yeah, yeah. And since then, the Undisputed Era is still good. I mean, they got the tag titles, but... They don't have the NXT title or the NXT North American title. So at this moment, I will go with that. I believe like sooner or later, there's going to be something that's going to happen within the Undisputed Era. I believe that they're not going to probably try to break it off, but I believe there might be at some point there's going to be somebody 
gone from it to where when they finally decide to move Undisputed Era to the main roster, it's going to be a huge hit. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I think I can agree with you on that. Um, I Honestly, I favor Kyle O'Reilly or Roderick Strong out of you know, the Undisputed Era. But, you know, they're all good wrestlers, I think so. But but at this time, I, I got to I gotta agree with you. He At this time, he is, you know. But it, it, I don't really like to say that because he is a good wrestler. I know he is. You know? I like the fact that with Undisputed Era, though, like, you know, they got all four of them together. Yeah, they're yeah. They're all former either Ring of Honor world champions or tag team I realize that. Also, IWGP, and the only two out of them is... Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly that has yeah. become junior heavyweight champion. But Roderick won the uh, Ring of Honor one, right? Yes, even Adam Cole. And Adam Cole. Okay, um, going to go ahead and give it to Hades now. Uh, what he thinks is the uh, faction's weakest link out of his faction. Okay, guys, I went with DX simply because it's an easy one to target. Ah. Um, and I went. You know why it's easy switch fighter. It, it, it is. It is. It is. And I went with Stephanie simply because the very short period of time Stephanie was a part of DX. She never wore any DX branded gear, and she didn't really do a damn thing yeah. for DX to raise awareness for them. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't. Um, she wasn't exactly you know their genre either. She was kind of you know boss's daughter. Yeah, she was literally like Daddy Vince told Hunter. Hey, put my daughter on your roster. You're fired, and Triple H decided okay. Yeah, um, I, 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 yeah, I can I can agree with you on that one too. But it was kind of a, it was kind of pointless, you know. Like she didn't, she didn't do it Yeah, she didn't do anything yeah. in any form to raise DX's numbers whatsoever. Yeah, especially when it Stephanie was a useless member. Of the DX family. Yeah, especially okay. when it came to winning gold, too. Okay. Uh, I'm going to step in with this real quick. Okay. I'm going to step in with this. First of all, Stepping in. some of it of what you just said right there, I'm going to question a little bit. Some of it I agree with, some of it I don't. Because actually, it's the backstory of that, of why that happened. It was China. China literally came up with the idea of where... You know, there's this big wedding coming up where, you know, Stephanie was going to marry Tess, supposedly. That was a storyline. And she went and talked to Triple H, asking him, like, hey, why don't you do this scene of where, you know, Stephanie's at a bachelor party and someone slips her a Nikki and she's basically passed out in a car. Yeah, yeah. That. They brought that to Vince. Vince thought about it a little bit, and then he actually came back and said, you know what, we're going to run with your idea, to where later on, they made it to where, you know, what if she betrays me? You know, what if she, you know, leaves me and goes to you, Hunter? Uh And that's why, behind it, she became a part with the D-Generation group, but it wasn't really D-Generation X. They had the members, besides China, because there was some back story behind her and Triple H at that time, but it wasn't really D Generation X. It was more like a corporate. Yeah, company. yeah, I see what you're saying with the. Yeah, uh, I guess when you get down into it, and, you know, she didn't exactly 
have it all in the first place. You know, she was kind of slipped. But you don't have to worry because wrestling isn't real. But I still give you your credit on some of the stuff you did say, 80s, but some it, of it. Vince, Vince still had a major role in getting her in. Yeah. Okay, so that's our uh, two topics of the day. And uh, now we're going to move on to some rumors. Uh, we do not have a lot currently, but this is according to CagesideSeats.com. Um, let's see, uh, with Roman Reigns out, there's more talk than ever that women could main event WrestleMania 35 with whatever is planned for Ronda Rousey at the show. Uh, I'll say this, um, I was watching the Mae Young Classic, uh, just last night, and I'll say this, I've been watching a lot of it, the, the women's wrestling and all, and I will say that it, it's pretty good, you know? They got a lot of talented people, especially overseas. But um, honestly, I don't, I don't think this is the time, you know? I mean, we already had so much happen. I think they should wait to make it happen at, like, WrestleMania 50 or, or 45 or, or some other bigger one, you know? Like, I mean, we already had the first pay-per-view that was uh, all women's, the first female referee since the 80s, you know, the May Young Classic, you know, the... NXT UK women's division, all that, you know, I just, I just think we should give it a little rest. You know, I'm not saying that I'm for women's rights, but you know, I mean, I, I kind of want to go back to, you know, wrestling, you know, but, um, you know, and of course don't get hateful or anything. I'm not sexist. I swear. I love women, but, um, going to go ahead and continue with the rumors for the day. Uh, going to give it to, uh, Hades. The next one. According to PW Insider, Daniel Bryan initially got the title shot against AJ Styles at Crown Jewel because he's known he's known he's a known big name, and that is what they wanted over there. It's not believed that his not going will hurt him going forward, though. Oh wow, that's uh, interesting. Hey, uh, want to comment on that or you good? Um. I knew Daniel Bryan wasn't going over. I didn't know what match he wasn't going over for. I didn't know he wasn't going against AJ Styles. But I mean, a lot of wrestlers have decided to cut, decided to cut out of Crown Jewel because of all the controversy around the uh, news reporter. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's never in wrestling has it been such a matter of life and death. You know, like it's uh, and, it is tragic. Like the the story around the news reporter was. Like, he was Saudi Arabian. That's the only reason that we know of now as to why he has disappeared. He was Saudi Arabian writing against oh, Saudi Arabia. Did you hear what happened? No, I haven't. Oh, he died. Oh, well, I figured I knew. When I heard the story, I knew he was killed in the embassy. Like, he was killed and disposed of. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, like... Do you really blame all these wrestlers for not wanting to go over to Saudi Arabia and wrestle? I don't. I really don't. I mean, it's it's a matter of life and death. It never has been such a... Okay. I'm going to give it the switchblader now. Just going to read the last one we got of today. Uh, Apparently on Pro Wrestling Insider, it says that WWE bought the World Wrestling Council video library last month. And World Wrestling Council? Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. I don't really know much about it. I, I was going to actually tell you, just see if you want to that part. I don't know. 
Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, we'll do some research on it. Okay. It's World Wrestling Council uh, video library last month. Sounds pretty big, actually, considering the uh, collection they already have on the network. All right. So uh, that's it for our rumor of today. We're moving on to the end of the show with uh, some upcoming events. Saturday, November 10th at 7.30, it's NXT. Midtown Cultural and Educational Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Be sure to get your tickets there in Daytona. And uh, Monday, November 12th, that is my birthday. Oh my god, yes. An episode of Raw on my birthday. Alright, okay. I'm okay with this. Um, thank you for the clap, Switch player. You didn't have to, but it's okay. <laughs> thank we'll you. have to do a special broadcast for yes, Al's birthday. Yes, yes. Thank you. I've never had a special broadcast. <laughs> okay, and um, so Raw November 12th is at the Sprint Center in Kansas City, Missouri. Be sure to get your tickets out there. Kansas City. I don't know that song. And uh, <laughs> don't forget about uh, Survivor Series, November 18th at 3.30 uh, at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California on Sunday. And the night before that, NXT War Games at Staples Center in Los Angeles, November 17th at 4.15. Be sure to get your tickets to both of those events in L.A. or catch it on the network. So that's it for our show today from uh, Alpha Z. Switch later. And Hades. Thank you, and goodbye.